Hello and welcome to Huntington's podcast. Um, I'm Liz Dunbar and I'm joined today by uh, Tim Burnage, who's the subject leader for music, and Ian Wilson, who is the subject leader for music technology. Hello. 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 What are we going to talk about today? Right. Well, um, we've been uh, thinking quite a lot about uh, our use of music technology um, in Key Stage 3. And uh, one of the questions we're thinking about is how do we ensure that we're using music technology really musically at Key Stage 3? So go on, kick us off, Liz. Um, I think it's a really interesting one when students first start out. Uh, because, of course, you have got that thing of we need to teach the technology as well as the musicianship. Um, but at the same time, this is a music lesson, so it's finding that balance. Where do you start off, um, Ian, when you first start sequencing, say, with Year 7 and they've never used a software before? Um, well, you need to dedicate a decent amount of time to kind of training them, really. I mean, I've I, this half term, I'm working with all my groups in the sequencing room. And a spe- well, year eight and year nine, it's fresh to them as well because they kind of missed out on that last year, obviously. But um, it's that kind of first lesson of using the software to do extremely basic things like how do you hear you know, what's in the project to start with. We start with a completed version of the project. Kind of that's what you're working towards. This is what you're going to have in kind of six lessons time sort of thing. So just kind of very basic controls, because depending on what you're using, I mean, if any piece of software now, they can do a lot. So um, just make it clear uh, to them that um, there's hundreds of functions, hundreds of features. We're just going to use these two today. Or we're going to look at, a few things and then we'll use that in our first musical steps next lesson uh, so it's just a very very don't be afraid to be take it very very slow and steady because you can't just throw them in with a couple of musical challenges that you would do if you're on a keyboard if they can't work their way around the software um and then it just turns into kind of a really complex situation where you've got 15 pairs on 15 different machines. Basically, kind of, they've pressed this, they've opened this, they're not sure what they're looking at, and it's a bit of a car crash. Mm. So I think it's it's um, making sure that, I, just kind of showing in the basics, and then um, next week they've remembered how to select a track, how to, mm. you know. So there is a little bit of music in there. And just a thought. starting with the, the completed version as well. Yeah, rather than the blank. It's kind of introducing in some ways the parts that they're going to be working on over the next five or six lessons. Yeah. And you can kind of pick things apart. And Because I guess if you start with an empty project, then it would turn into, let's yes. just make some noise and click yeah. on. The, so starting with the completed version. I is, think this is a great yeah. way of working, you know, because I remember when we first started working with sequencing uh, with Key Stage 3 and you do start off with empty projects and it's a real mistake is start off with something that's really full and have it so there are just little bits missing. I love working like that. And now we've got that going. I think that's our model, isn't it? So even when we change projects... And we write something new and we go, I'm bored of that one now or that doesn't serve the purpose that we want it to. We've got this idea of the complete piece with things missing. Mm. So instead of you just having a kind of thin, wiry single line or a few kind of dry chords or something, you've actually got something that when you apply your piece, you kind of see how the bigger picture comes together. And I think that's really exciting for students to go, I made that. Mm-hmm. Instead of it being like it's the thin little line, and you know, you know, I think we've really changed in the way that we do this. And instead of going, do you remember when we used to do 
like the idea of sequencing that was just a single like one bar or two bar loop. Yeah. And then we used to do activities where you then duplicated parts and made an arrangement. It's the yeah. final week, wasn't it? Right, you've got all your parts in, off you go. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And then you get the kind of checkerboard, slightly kind of random arrangement. Yeah, or like the yeah. smiley or the stairway. face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stairways of heaven, yeah. <laughs> and they're rubbish. Again. And then we kind of started going, oh, I blame myself for not modelling this better. Yeah, how to arrange. Yeah, but and then again, move on again, is right, well, let's find models which are great models for moving between sections and then let students be part of the of something much bigger. Mm. So it's again it's like if you, you if you've rehearsed your, you know, second violin part and then you get to sit in with the orchestra, you go, "All oh, right, I get how this whole thing fits together." So just to put the f- Flesh of the bones, because I know us three, we n- know what we're talking about. Mm. But I guess if you're listening, you might be going, what on earth are they going on about? Mm-hmm. What, do, what do you mean the completed model? So you're doing, uh, at the moment, the year sevens, a rapper's delight kind yes. of project. What's What do they get in the project when, when it starts? So we, um, for the past few years, we, we have... A bit of audio in there. So, for example, with Rapper's Delight, this they've got um, audio of the vocals, of the rap. Um, they start with the audio of the bass guitar. Um, and I think they've got maybe some synth- uh, piano chords or synth chords. But the general idea is there's maybe two or three pieces of audio that stay. And then in Rapper's Delight, it's, very, it's all about the percussion. So there's like four percussion parts. So there's a drum kit track. Then there are instruments, there are piano chords that can be replaced. I think that's often sometimes some things that we do. There's a part there, like the audio of, say, in the in the house dance project in year nine, we replace the drums with our own. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes it starts with some audio that we then replace with obviously the MIDI a MIDI track that they build, they sequence in, or they play in. Um, but I think using existing songs, you've got your structure, so that takes away the kind of that arranging the problem that we were yeah. talking mm-hmm. about. Um, That's never satisfying. Yeah. yeah. And because there's already... Uh, just having some vocals excites them because they hear somebody who's sung this song yeah. um, and they're kind of like, oh, wow. Uh, and it makes it feel a bit more kind of, wow, we're actually working, mm. you know, on something that's real. Um, um, and they're filling in, obviously, the parts that aren't there that we've taken out. I, I guess what you're saying there about actually the the focus on that one is very much rhythm because yeah. we um, we don't let year seven sequence in the first half term. We want to get them into a, a classroom with some, some yeah. keyboards and train them a little bit yeah. before they get anywhere near that. But we've also thought quite hard about how we sequence our sequencing um, <laughs> so that actually that first project is a rhythm only predominantly yes. one because that's an, a nice straightforward way into working with sequencing software. And then when we do the Ed Sheeran one later on in the year, we've got um, some of those skills still in there. We've still got the kind of rhythmic uh, rhythmic elements that are still in there, but then we introduce pitch the pitch ostinati yeah. and, and, and things like that. So um, that's I think that's probably a really important consideration here when you're yeah, looking at trying to be as efficient as you can with teaching the software. Actually, if you've got a nice focus to what you're doing in each project, then you build the skills over time mm. so that by the time we get to you know year eight, um, the second sequencing project in year eight, and they've got to sequence their drums Actually, they've had three or four goes at that now, mm. so mm. You, there's there's less kind of teaching of the the method there, isn't there? I think what's lovely about the Rapper's Delight one as well is when students hear the tracks that they're given to begin with, as soon as they get that cowbell rhythm in, mm. it comes to life. So actually, the students are really driven then to get that rhythm 
accurate and in time. And so you've got all the lovely technology stuff that goes with it, like using Quantize for the first time. Um, but also once you start layering the percussion parts and once they get this idea, you can duplicate it underneath the track. Yeah. Um, it's really, they're really driven then to go, let's get the next one in, let's get mm. the next one in, because the layers of percussion are the thing that makes that song. And I think it helps them to work to the grid, because obviously we're probably going to talk about this shortly, about um, the um, we like them to perform the part, record it, and then use the editing rather than to just sequence yes. and draw everything in. But I think with rhythm, it's it's worth drawing it in, sequencing it in. But it that gets them off the ground in terms of working to a grid, which yep. no matter what, DAW or what sequencing software you use, it's to a grid. Um, so actually, yes, it's clicking and putting in the hits and putting in the rhythms, which might not be the most musical thing because they're not performing it. However, it's getting them used to using the grid system of any computer sequencer. And then when they're playing uh, that bass line or playing those chords, they're performing it with a, a MIDI keyboard. But they're understanding when they come to edit it, they can understand what quantize is and how the, yeah, the grid system because works they've because tried they've, it already. Yeah. they've set their grid up to be one over eight or whatever. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, and they yeah. understand what they're looking at. And, and what's really nice about any of those uh, click and collect parts that we that we put in <laughs> <laughs> is that actually you can you can go further with with the most stable and uh, start to think about um, accents through kind of some of the velocity shaping yeah. and stuff. And that's yeah. that's a nice way into when they do start using the keyboard to play stuff in, and they say, "Oh, hang on, these these notes." Are, they kind of they've got different strengths to them, and then you can of hand kind weight. of you know you mm -hmm. can have those those conversations as well. Cool. Um, other ways that we can do musical things um, at Key Stage Three with music technology. I think um, what I love about uh, the fact that students are working at their own pace because of our ladder system is that you can do some really nice questioning mid-project which gets students discussing music and using musical language so that they are... You know that thing when you eavesdrop on student conversations where I was kind of hoping... We're wanting to train students to um, talk about music in musical ways and for it to be a natural part of the way that they speak so that when you ask them questions, they're not frightened of the language. Um, so when you do kind of low stakes students working in pairs and chatting, the questions that we give them then help shape those conversations so that when you do ask a question that's open to the class, more people will say the word syncopation, more people will say the word ostinato because they've just been using it as they've answered the questions. So drawing in analysis and discussion of music is a really musical way of doing it because of course they can stop and start and audition their tracks as they wish and then have this little two-way conversation with their partner which means they're using language without it being it's, it's there's no risk because they're just talking to one another mm. yeah that's great tell me about how we can um free uh, students up to be more creative perhaps more creative than they could be if they're working at a keyboard and they've got some technical limitations to what they can achieve on the keyboard. How does um, the software help us out there? I think improvisation. Um, there's some lovely stuff you can do with improvisation where um, when students are, you know how when, when we do say blues with year nine and we will do like kind of, uh, you know, one note samba type style, <laughs> um, we're just going to improvise on one note thing over the harmony. Um, just getting students to get kind of get in the groove rhythmically, you can do that really nicely with software where you go, okay, don't be frightened of it. Just hit record and just chuck something in and chuck something in on one note 
um, and then challenge yourself to do this. Stick the thing on loop, the four bars, the two bars, whatever it is, and then start to edit live. So get it quantized, take a few things out. Now that you've got something that when you listen to it fits rhythmically and it's not overcrowded, it starts shifting some pictures. So you've got, say, stick in a load of Cs, now chuck some E flats in there, just move things. And when you have it on a loop, you can kind of go, okay, this sounds all right now with an E flat in there. Right, let's put a B flat in there. And we've got three notes now from the blues scale. And bit by bit, build an improvisation, which isn't limited by fingers. Um, it's it's reflecting, um, you know, when students are actually auditioning their own ideas and thinking, and it's you can hear their ideas without them having to be able to do it with their fingers. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah I was going to say ev- pretty much everything, not just improvising, but anything that, they're doing um it's brilliant like you just said they press play and they're using their ears and just encouraging them at every opportunity to uh use their ears to critique what they've just yeah. done you know it's not just the thing of is it wrong and then they're looking at the shapes on the That's screen it, yeah. and comparing it visually it's well listen, listen to it yeah, yeah. Listen. Does, it, it does it sound like the part that we went through together and that we i modeled and you know yeah, if, yeah. or if they know the song if you know if they know rapper's delight then they know that it's not and, yeah. and you know when it's an improvisation as well, is, well, how does it sound? Yeah. Oh, it sounds good. Oh, I don't know. Hang on. It's a bit repetitive. Oh, it's a bit too varied. And then mm. you kind of start using the techniques of, right, some of these things need to be on beat. Some of these things need to be off beat, otherwise it's dull. If it's all off beat, then we can, this feels unstable or whatever is... Is sometimes you just got to use your taste and just use your judgment, and it's a really good way of seeing which students can discern musically the best. And it doesn't have to be the people with the best technique as instrumentalists. Um, sometimes, you know, um, instrumentalists' responses may be very restricted and staid. Uh, and others who aren't instrumentalists, you know, long-term instrumentalists, have some really creative, imaginative ideas. And I love that levelling yeah. quality. Absolutely. Um, how, to, to what extent do we need to use Key Stage 3 music technology to prepare students for um, courses beyond Key Stage 3, GCSE, kind of into A-level? How does um, this all fit into our composition training um, thoughts, well, please. <laughs> I, I, well, I was going to say um, it's great because um, if you've got what five unit, well, we're doing five units at the minute, aren't we? We do a five unit year, and let's say if one or two of them allow everybody at Key Stage Street to get into the sequencing room and do some work on this stuff. Um, it means that it opens the doors to GCSE for ev- absolutely everybody. And so, yes, you've got instrumentalists, you've got vocalists, but you've also got people whose instruments, as you often say, Ian, is the technology. Yeah. And this way, they're not starting from scratch in year 10. They've had three years training. Yeah. I think that kind of, uh, it opens the door, I think, because uh, as I'm sure is very common around the country, it's this idea that, oh, I have to be an instrumentalist, I have to play an instrument, I have to have grade whatever to access a GCC music course. But I think obviously the technology um, opens it up to those students who don't necessarily have much experience of instruments outside of, of school. Um, and yeah, in this case with us, we're, they're lucky to have kind of that sequencing experience, three, six, maybe, you know, if it's twice a year they've maybe had six if it's fallen right for them they've had six goes at this um and so if they're the more familiar they are with the software then it opens up the the gcc course hugely absolutely and it takes away 
loads of the pressure to teach them how to use the software when we do get to GCC because yeah. they've already had a great foundation in it. Mm. I just I look at the stuff that we did now that, that we do now and just think if I had had access to this. Um, you know, when I was in Key Stage 3, how would, how would this have transformed my experience? Mm. Um, you know, rather than doing composition stuff on uh, pencil and paper and never get to hear it. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's kind of revolutionised things. When you highlight this to um, students, uh, well, when we were studying like Stravinsky right spring with Year 12, I would say, how do you reckon you heard this then? And I go, well, you can't just like open it up on Sibelius, can they? Do you know what I mean? How do you reckon they heard this? And they're just completely flawed by the notion. But that's another conversation for another that's day. That's another conversation for another day. Great. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. Um, as ever, if you want to give us any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. You can tweet us um, and check out the website, huntschoolmusic.com. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.